True love waits. I kiss dating goodbye. Promise rings. If you grew up in Christian circles, these phrases bring back memories, good and bad. When we were younger, Candace and I both read I Kiss Dating Goodbye by Joshua Harris. It was like the thing. Now, Joshua Harris is speaking out about how he may not agree with everything he wrote in his book years ago. He's speaking out in a new documentary called I Survived, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. People have started reaching out to him about how much of the ideas in his book and really behind that whole purity movement in the 80s and 90s really hurt them and caused damage to how they view dating and sexuality. I got to see an early screening of this documentary and it launched me into a deeper examination of my own dating experiences. What did this movement get right and what did it get wrong? And what should dating look like now? And how am I the only one who seems to have come out on the other side unscathed and with a healthy view of sex and dating? This is the non-exclusive podcast. Stories that remind you you're not the only one. Hosted by Rebe and Candice. I think my, my book started with maybe some of the wrong questions. And though there were things in it that were true and accurate and still helpful, it didn't press down into the, the really important issues of why we're created to be sexual creatures and what sex really means um, before God and that we're, we're not just made to have sex in marriage, we're made for a relationship with God and eternal relationship with each other and God doesn't promise us marriage. I mean, those are really massive, complicated things that we have to think about and I was trying to simplify it all down to, well, if you just do these things, then your life will turn out a certain way. And yeah, I think that's, that's what I'm walking away from a lot of these conversations seeing. Like, I just tried to simplify things so much. In this documentary, Josh Harris goes and talks to hundreds of people who had read his book back in the day, talked to them about their experiences and their thoughts on it now. And he talked to lots of other dating experts and got lots of opinions on his book. First of all, I just want to give him a shout out and say that takes a lot of humility. And it really did pay off because I think the truth that they get to in this documentary is really, really beautiful. And I think he's right on. I really did enjoy it and even got to go to a Q&A with Josh Harris and the producer of the doc. But inside that Q&A, sure enough, there were a few people who spoke up even there in person and said that they were angry at that book and that movement for a while and had a very different story than mine. So it got me thinking about how I got here. When I was 13, my mom gave me the book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. What I remember about that book is walking away with the idea that dating around for fun, like a lot of my fellow middle and high schoolers were starting to do, wasn't wise. And dating or courting was something you did when you were at a place in life ready to get married. Apparently that's not what a lot of my peers walked away with. Fast forward to now, and I definitely didn't kiss dating goodbye in my adulthood, but I also didn't date seriously until I was dating the guy who is now my husband. And it was actually a good experience. My feelings towards sex, dating, and marriage have always been overall positive. Well, I know I'm not the only one who has this story. Sometimes I feel like I am. The other thing that I remember about being 13 and reading that book is that was only the beginning 
of the dating conversation in our house. And of course, on this podcast, we're all about taking something that makes people feel like the only one and talking about it. Of course, everything we're going to say on this podcast is only the beginning of the conversation too, but let's start it. I remember when this book came out, it was a big deal. I was like 11. Um, and for me, it was it's interesting to think that so many people have hard feelings with this. I don't know that this messed up my life in any way. I think w- the way I think and the way that I even considered how I wanted to have dating relationships kind of lined up with what he said. So it didn't... It didn't damage me in any way. It just probably backed up what I thought, which was I, in a perfect world, would meet Prince Charming and only ever have him. And ta-da! End of story. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds nice. Right? Sounds super nice. Um, So that obviously... (laughs) You guys know my story a little bit by now, hopefully, is not my story. It's, I mean, I'm 32. I've never been on a single date. I've never had even the opportunity to. This might have influenced that. Hmm. Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out, honestly, because I don't know if that's just me or if I made decisions based off of this purity movement, based off of the fact that I didn't I I didn't really want the line of men in my wedding scenario oh, no. <laughs> if you don't know what that is uh Joshua Harris opens the book I kiss dating goodbye with the scenario of like this couple on their wedding day and all of a sudden a bunch of girls start lining up behind the groom and the bride's like is this a joke and he's like I'm sorry these are just girls I've dated that I've given a piece of my heart to but you have all of it now that I have left <laughs> it's kind of like it's almost comical now. Oh, yeah. Um, and I actually forgot about it until I went and watched uh, his documentary. That's literally but... the only thing I remember about the book <laughs> is that one scenario. Like uh, talking about this episode with Rebe the past few days, I was like, I don't remember anything except for that story. That story. And I guess, OK, watching it back, because in the documentary, he literally like gets actors to like play it out, oh like kind gosh. of like a tongue in cheek way to like start it off. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of ridiculous. Like, it really is. Yeah. Um, And because I really did have a good experience with the book overall. It just was like, oh, it was a good intro for 12-year-old Rebe is kind of how I say it. Like, and then also, like I alluded to before, my mom gave me that book, but she didn't just like leave me with the book. We talked about dating and sex and marriage and what that looked like at different ages and in the future and in the present and with different boys and scenarios like it just it continued you know so I think that's why I almost forgot about some of those things because I remember oh take dating seriously or oh dating is supposed to lead to marriage but then there are some analogies and certain things in there that I'm like oh no (laughs) yeah oh for sure I I it's the same thing I totally had a conversation with my parents I had very strict dating rules at 16 you could go on group dates at 18 you could go on a one-on-one date 
I never got the opportunity to do either of those, but it's okay. They were there. Um, But we had rules and we had a lot of conversation about it. Um, And mostly my parents were just like, we just want you to be careful. Like, don't just if you can't see yourself like in loving this person forever or marrying this person, maybe it's not a good idea to invest everything into it. Yeah. So it was a lot of there was a lot of conversation. That being said, I never, ever, ever, ever went on a date. So maybe this affected me more than I know. Maybe. I don't or, know. I mean, we've talked about like your relationship with God and our own personal decisions, even as time goes on, because I've even just seen you process things about dating. And since I've known you, you know, and cause, like it's something that's always evolving and something that you should always be talking to God about. And I've seen you talk to him a lot about that. It's something that even though I think you did have more hard and fast ideas or rules about it than I grew up with or even brought into my adulthood. Like it's something that you weren't damaged by it because you made those decisions and you have had your own up and down talks with God about it. Like we all have. Oh Um, yeah. And so I don't know. I don't get that sense of anger from you though, that I get from some other like internet people. That it that like kind of blows my mind that these people are so angry at this movement, at Joshua Harris, any of that kind of it's crazy to me because I j- I feel like just take your take responsibility for your choices. That's my thoughts, you mm-hmm. know? Like I I made my choice. So if my choice at 12 that my little prayer that I said to Jesus saying like Jesus, it would be lovely if the first guy I ever kissed would be the last guy or the only guy I ever date would be the, you know, would be my husband. I think he could have taken me at my word um, or that was just my heart. And that and that's OK, too. Uh, I don't I don't hold it against anybody. I, I'm not angry at anybody because of that, even though I'm still single. It that's still in my perfect scenario, how my life would turn. Yeah. So and and you're right. I've had so many conversations with God and there's been a lot of times in my life where dating seemed terrifying, but it still I still would be open to it. So I'm not like anti it. In fact, I was just telling you the other day, I actually advise most people to date, (laughs) even though (laughs) I have never gone on a date. If you I, I was a youth pastor back in California and if my teenagers were like asking me dating advice, especially the ones who were like, Candace has done everything right. And I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> but um, the ones who had this idea of what purity was, and that was that you know, they were waiting like Candace, you know, I told them like, guys, date, go on dates, please. If someone asks you out, just go. Don't don't live in that fear. Don't let it like control you. Don't give your heart away. But go on a date. Otherwise you're going to become like me who I've had. I have a lot of fear in this area. Mm -hmm. I don't know what dating is going to look like for me. I still don't. I I kind of hope that God just helps me because I, there is a lot of fear when it comes to dating because I haven't done it. And I, I don't want to attach myself to a guy that I don't want to marry or, you know, like all of these things. So because I didn't, um, and because I haven't dated, uh, it has fear. But that's actually the opposite of what I think you should do. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about here's kind of what I see this movement getting right and getting wrong. Because obviously my brain has been like spinning since I saw this film. And I, it's just made me like kind of revisit all of this stuff about even growing up in my own dating 
life and I'm just like, okay, we need to talk about like and kind of pinpoint maybe what was good about this and what was wrong thinking about this and what can we do about our dating life now, like you're talking about. Also, if you haven't figured it out, I have not seen this documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I was not That's there. That's true. Um, so uh, okay. I'm excited to see it. So what worked and what didn't? One of the biggest things I think that people took away from it that ended up being bad was that they looked at sex and marriage like they were the ultimate thing. Like they were the life goal. It got put up on this pedestal. And that's the hard thing because um, what it did get right was that marriage is sacred and sex is sacred and it's from God and there's this beautiful design for it. And so that's where this was all coming from. But then I think some people took that um, or if you didn't get like the depth of that and you just heard true love waits, it becomes this thing kind of like you almost like you just described like oh, it's this perfect thing and this Prince Charming and it's just like what life is about. You know, like everyone needs to experience marriage and sex and that is what we're all after. <laughs> and dang it, why do we do that? Like, why do we take something really good and then we just like elevate it to this level kind of by accident and then it gets twisted and people start following that. And meanwhile, it's like, no, 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 you're supposed to like be following God because he has what's best for you and he mm -hmm. loves you and he's going to guide you. And that's the point for a lot of us. That's probably going to be marriage and sex. And you can talk to him about that. You can ask him for that. But like, that's not it. There are so many other things he's going to call you to. That can be when you're married. That is when you're single. That is all the time. Um, I wish that people didn't get it twisted. I think somehow... My family managed to keep it from getting twisted for me because I yeah. always felt like I had purpose and I always felt like, yeah, I really hope to get married someday. That'll be great. But like in the meantime, I love doing all of these other things. It's great. I think that's really interesting because we've been having this conversation for probably the last 24 hours about, wait, did I get screwed up from this is what I've been thinking. <laughs> This is what Poor I've been Candace. thinking. I was like, we're going to do this episode on this documentary. And she's just like, wait. This is too too close. Hold up. I think I might have been screwed up by this. <laughs> I didn't know. I was offended, but I'm not offended. But you just saying that right now uh, connected some lines for me. Hmm. And if you go back and listen to episode one of season one. Kicking it off. Our first episode talks about my story. And a big part of my story is my singleness. There was a time in my life that God was very intentional and said, Candace, what else is there? What if? What if you this, are single yeah. forever? Mm -hmm. Am I still good? Do you still have purpose and do all these things? So I honestly think for me, that was the changing point. That was the the like fork in the road. I can continue to just seek that Prince Charming or I can continue to seek what God wants and that changes my whole direction, my whole plan, my whole life, everything. And that's why I'm actually not damaged by this. Yeah. Because of a conversation with God. That's beautiful. Genuinely and truly, that's what this comes down to. That actually, okay, so the second thing that I see as a negative about this is that it created almost this false prosperity gospel. Mm. Got that lingo from the documentary, Ooh. but it's really good. 
we have this idea like okay if you've grown up in the church you know that prosperity gospel is usually like a negative because it's taking the gospel and making it something it's not and so we're taking marriage and sex and saying if you just wait and you you know don't have sex before marriage and you guard your heart and all of these things then that is going to equal a great, happy, godly marriage and an awesome sex life. And that's just how it works. Like A plus B equals C. The end. Like that's what you'll get if you wait. And that's not actually true. Like that's not true. You can do any kind of dating or waiting or whatever and still end up with a great marriage or a not great marriage or a marriage that's really great and then it has a really hard time, and then it gets great again. Like, it's way more complex. Oh, definitely. And that's not what actually God promises to us in the Bible at all. And it plays about back, anything, no. not just dating. Yeah. About and so anything. I think it's maybe like we see the prosperity gospel stuff as like name it and claim it, or like God treating God like a vending machine and all of these things. Like, this is kind of similar. So that's something that I want to like articulate more. Totally. For sure. That's really interesting because I mean, you can pull that into any area of your life. If you think that like something is going to be easy or you think that you should, it should be, you're entitled to a good marriage, a good relationship, a relationship because you've made all the right decisions and because you've done all the right things, you shouldn't have seasons of waiting or she's seasons seasons of hardship or seasons of darkness, which I mean, scripture is clearly like you're going to walk through darkness, but I'll be there. Yep. Uh, That's that's what we do know. Speaking of scripture. So that's the third thing that I have a really big issue with. And I think that's why I get confused as to why people are angry or two, because this book, I Kiss Dating Goodbye, or these conferences, True Love Waits, or whatever it was that you experienced growing up, those were not the Bible. <laughs> that was somebody's opinion. Yeah. And I never took those as the Bible. But I think that people who, A, just like really wanted to do what was right and be married and um, wanted to follow the crowd, or people that didn't like have healthy dialogue about it um, with parents, youth leaders, mentors, friends, they got this idea that this was the rule, that courting and guarding your heart and like not dating and not giving your heart away, like that was exactly how it was supposed to be. And again, it took something that was intentioned as good and people just took it too far. (laughs) And I just, it makes me sad. It makes me a little bit sad for all of the good in that movement too, because I really do think there was good. And I was talking to my mom And this kind of plays into how I think I was not damaged. I've been even just talking to my mom and some of my old friends from high school and college and people who grew up similarly to me. And I'm pretty convinced that besides the grace of God, which is also huge, my mom and my dad were pretty much why I was not damaged about this because they were so insanely open about all things dating, sex, and marriage. And they would talk about it to us like, when we didn't want to, when it wasn't cool, but like then that kept the doors open. So when there was a boy that I liked or when there was a question about something or when we did need to make these decisions, it was never like off limits or it was never alone. It was never in isolation. 
my mom, she was talking to me kind of about why she gave me the book in the first place, because they actually have a very healthy view of dating and sex and marriage. So like, why did she give me this book that some people see as extreme? And she kind of told me just about how she had walked with people like through unhealthy relationships and through divorce. And she had seen how it hurt people, you know, and it, and she didn't she didn't want that. And she had seen people date around and, you know, and obviously like there's grace for them. And like, she wasn't saying anything negative about them. She just saw that happening all around her in life. And she was like, no, I want something different. You know, she even remembered like when she was in her kindergarten class, she remembers like all the families were intact. She like remembers that. And she remembers like when her kindergarten teacher got married. And then she says like she, when she saw her nieces and nephews go to kindergarten. It was like the norm that like broken families were a thing and like you couldn't use word problems with mom and dad in it anymore. And, and you know, that's, that's life. And, you know, we move forward with that, but that broke her heart, you know, and she wanted something different. And so when this book came out, it was that thing. It was something different. It was like it swung the pendulum back maybe too far, but it was refreshing to that generation of people. And again, there is a lot of good from that because you do want to go back and say like, no, this is what God says about dating. This, this is why marriage is good. I think her coming from that heart maybe even made a difference too. Like it wasn't about rules. It was just about, I want something better for you, honey. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, um, and having like walked that out with people herself and, and in her own dating life, her own dating life wasn't perfect either. Yeah, she just wanted that conversation to start soon, and I'm glad she did. So yeah, we had a friend ask us recently, so wait, how did you not end up with this shame and hurt and anger? And honestly, I've literally like gone back and talked to all kinds of people in my life to see what the difference was, and I'm pretty convinced it was my parents. And the openness of the conversation. Yeah, you can't just give somebody one book or one conference and think that they understand. And it's gonna change with ages. You know, like what was right for me at 13 was different at 16, was different at 18, was different in college. When it comes to dating, you know, <laughs> like let me yeah. be clear. I just mean like when it comes to the nuances of like going out on a date. Yeah, it's and gotta for change. Me, and for me, it was parents and a really intense conversation with God. Yeah. So those two things are honestly what can, what we can say saved us because I know that's for you too. Like your parents sure. had, had a strong influence, but had this not been something that was important in your daily or weekly, whatever conversation with God, parents alone can't hold the, the, like, the weight of it, I don't think. Yes. But a, God can. We talked a lot about finding like your why for all of these things in previous episodes. And that applies here too. like, why are you making the decisions you are about dating? Because that changes everything. It's not just a rule because God said so, especially when it comes to dating, because he didn't tell us exactly how to date, guys. Like you have to just be seeking him and honor him. Yeah, like find like dig and find out that why for yourself. You really do. So here we are. In our adulthood, on the other side of this true love waits, I kiss dating goodbye movement. So what does dating look like now? Obviously, I'm a little out of the loop. 
not really. I've only been married a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm in the loop and I don't know what to do. Okay, cool. This is going to be great. No, actually, I, we do actually, I think this conversation really does teach us a lot about dating too. And I think, I think we need to talk about it. The first one is, if you're an adult who wants to get married, go on some dates. I know that's easier said than done, but I'm just saying, if the opportunity arises, go to dinner with the guy. Sit by him at church and say hi and see what his day was like. (laughs) I think that's a really good place to start. Oh, yeah. Just get to know guys. Don't take every conversation or coffee meeting so seriously. Also, don't be afraid to talk to guys. Yes. First, because they're awesome. Yeah. So they have wisdom. They have knowledge. So just be friends with guys. And two, then be open to the opportunity if something comes along. Right. Right. And okay. Also, I think that sometimes when we're like finding some negatives about some of these things, like we throw everything out. But I would say still dating today, don't lose all of your intentionality. Like, it's still important. Like, this whole thing started because it's something that should be intentional. It's designed to be purposeful. So, like, don't lose that. Be honest with yourself about, A, if you're really ready for marriage. B, if this is a guy you really could see yourself marrying. If you can't Um, bring him home to your parents and, like, say nice things to your friends, maybe you shouldn't be dating Yeah, or, like, if you've gone on three dates with him and you're just like... He's nice, but I'm just not here for this. Then tell him. Then oh, just yeah. tell him. him on. Oh, I could go on and on about that. Guys, I had to do that to a guy one time. I had gone two dates with him. And I, so I called him on the phone and just told him like, hey, that was really kind of you. It was really nice to get to know you, but I'm just like not feeling a spark and I don't want to lead you on. Like, I don't want to just keep going on dates with you if I'm not feeling this. And he literally thanked me. He was like, wow, that was so classy of you. Like, thank you. Like he was he was bummed. Like that doesn't of like, course because he was, you know, thinking another thing. But like that goes a long way. Another thing we need to do is just be open to talking about dating in general. Like we need to talk about it because I I've heard stories of people who ended up with negative stories that they're now kind of getting out of that came from Nobody talked about it with them or they didn't open up and talk about it with people. And I mean, that goes with, you know, your family, your peers, that goes to being honest with guys in your relationships, that goes to talking with your kids. If you're a mom or a dad, like that's huge. I think we need to be more honest on our relationships. I really do. Definitely. And especially in like this day and age where it's really easy to swipe left, swipe right, have very little intentionality, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong. Go on some dating apps. I've done it. I hate them, but I've done it. <laughs> uh, that's not the problem. The problem is just the lack of like, eh, like, I don't really care. But it's so casual. It's so casual. But it also is easier to not have those conversations like, do I actually think this is a good guy? Like with your friends, because... First off, maybe I'm just really desperate. Maybe I just really want someone in my life. And there's some of those things that come in. But if you were to, if I were to come up to you and be like, hey, check out this guy. And you were like, no. (laughs) First off, red flag for me. Maybe I need to like 
think a little more or whatever it is. But those conversations have to be had, you know, you have to have those conversations and also be okay if it's like, and this is something I will need to work on and I need to work on is it's okay if I go to coffee with a guy and it doesn't turn into anything. Yep. Um, especially in the place that I am right now, that's hard. That will hurt my heart, even Mm. if it's just coffee, you know? And so for me, I have to be a little bit more cautious because I'm like, I have to go in thinking like, yay, we're just going to be friends because I can't think past that because I know what I want so much, you know? You do kind of have to think of it that way. Because I, I mean, my story is a little bit (laughs) Joshua Harris, Harris ish, not really. But it's that I really didn't seriously date or kiss anybody till I was dating my husband. But I mean, we had a really normal 2018 dating relationship. Like, it was normal. But I did go on plenty of dates before that were pretty chill. Like, they were always with people who, you know, were Christians. That's important to me. And I always, like, knew somebody who knew them at least like either we had mutual friends or like I actually knew them (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah we ran in the same circles and I only went on like one or two dates with these people and it was only like it was like a handful of people it wasn't like I was just dating everyone but that's okay if you do (laughs) yeah it is it totally is I have other friends who that's their story and they like have purposely like gone to coffee with a ton of people to get to know them reason being like those handful of dates really did teach me kind of what I was looking for. And it was at a point when I did kind of want to get married. I was starting to think, no, I actually would like this. Like, maybe I should pay more attention, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really grateful for those because I had my family sometimes told me I was too picky. I was one of those people. And so I really didn't want to be that. I was like, OK, I'm just going to go then. I'm going to go on the first and the second date. And I did. And by the end of the first and second date, I was like, they're really nice. But I'm just not interested <laughs> for X, Y, or Z reasons, yeah. you know? There was even one guy I called my mom afterwards. I'm like, mom, he's really nice. But I just don't want to date him. <laughs> like, I feel so bad. <laughs> but I'm just, yeah. And at that point, I had met who I'm not married to. That was really the reason. So well, anyway, I mean, that's just yeah. it. You kind of got to talk about it and like process through it and and I don't feel like I gave my heart away to those guys. First of all, I, I wasn't doing anything like crazy, quote unquote. I, I didn't kiss them. Like we weren't hanging out till 1 a.m. in each other's apartment. You know, like we just we went out and had a nice time. We went to my favorite coffee shop. We went to like, you know, a local spot that everyone was talking about. Like It was fun. And it was a nice way to get to know somebody and give someone a chance. And that's the thing. Like it, and it was helpful. And after I went on a handful of dates, I was kind of like, I'm good. I don't actually consider them anybody that I dated because it was literally like we went to coffee a couple of times and it was intentional. Again, don't like throw out the intentionality. It was like, oh, you're cute or I'm interested to get to know you more because I might want to get married someday and you seem like, okay, a cool person. So we were like getting to know each other better, but it wasn't, it wasn't that serious. It was just like going on a date. The vocabulary is kind of annoying. Like, I feel like there's not good words for things, especially in the Christian world. But I define going on a date as very different than like 
dating someone seriously because even though like my story looks kind of different than like a joshua harris courting don't date anyone thing like i think the underlying idea was still kind of there because the only guy i seriously dated was my ended up being my husband but i went on dates and it was fine like it was just like making new friends Okay, like so when you moved here. This is this is how I'm taking yes. it. This is this is the parallel, and this is how I'm going to try and walk it out when it actually happens. <laughs> Please God, um, is the the same as when I moved to Nashville. I didn't know a soul, so I had to be like, "Hey, Reby, let's go to coffee." I actually really like Reby. I want to be her friend. So to be able to be her friend and not just her coworker or her acquaintance, I need to be intentional and spend time with you and invest and be like, oh, you know, this is awesome. In but a chill I, way. Yeah. Like we totally both like coffee. Chill. Let's just go get some. Let's go get coffee. But I also had some people I went to coffee with and I'm not friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> not because they're bad or mean or anything. They're just not people I want to hang out with all the yeah. time. Or they didn't run in the and same circles as yeah, you. We just had differences. Yeah. And that... Honestly, that I could do in a date. Yep. Like I could go to coffee with a guy and be like, oh, you're cute. I could see this working. Yeah. But if it doesn't, uh, that's okay. Because I get that desire because really at the end of the day, I did have that desire to not really be really serious with someone until I was serious. And you can ask my husband. I was like too serious. <laughs> he was like, I'm just getting to know you. And I was like, I'm going to marry you. <laughs> anyway, I didn't actually say it. He could just tell. Anyways. I understand that desire and that commitment to being more serious that not everyone's going to follow, but that some people have like Candace or I, or maybe you, I don't know. But I think we, but I think we do kind of let fear enter in or we get over serious against kind of taking it to a teeny bit extreme. And we're thinking, Oh, but like, if he knows I'm interested, like that's the end. Like that means I have to date him. No, 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 no. Or if I go to coffee with him, that's weird. You might feel a little awkward. You might be a little nervous. You probably will, actually. <laughs> okay, but you're like that when you meet a new friend, too. Exactly. Because exactly. you're like, are we going to have things to talk about? Is there going to be awkward silences? All of the same things apply, but you'll do it with your girlfriends because you know that your soul needs it. Your mm-hmm. soul needs that connection and that like friendship. At least that's what I knew I needed. And so... I'm totally speaking to myself right now and saying, think the same way. Okay. And even if it's not coffee, like go talk to him in church. If he's serving alongside of you, say hi, get to know him, you know, or if he's friends with your friend and they're talking afterwards, go up and say hi and be like, yeah, I'm Candace. I'm friends with so-and-so. It's not a big deal. That's how you make friends. Okay, now I'm sounding mean. I don't mean to. It's just kind of funny when you like boil it down like that. Totally. A friend or a date is different to me than like a relationship. Yes. So no, it doesn't sound. I would mean. start there. I think that those things are great. I would tell someone else to do this. Just I, it's hard for me to do. Well, that's just it. When it's you, you feel all the nerves, you feel mm-hmm. the tension, you have all the fears, and you also are in that actual relationship or conversation with God or lack thereof in some seasons of our lives. Let's be real. And so like you really have to go to him and like bring stuff before him and just be like, oh, God, I'm so like 
just I keep thinking about this guy situation and it's stressing me out. And I know it shouldn't because like we've barely even talked, but I just really like him. And no, no, no. like go talk to him, yeah. you know, see what he says. See, like go just keep yourself filled up with his word because like that's going to like make things kind of line up in your head and re- your priorities are going to be right. And you're going to remember, oh, this fear isn't from God. And you're going to know that fear is not from God. And these nerves, that's just okay. Because meeting new people is hard or getting to know someone that I might like is like nerve wracking. It just is. That's human. Totally. And you just sometimes psych yourself out. Like for a lot of years, I thought I was really bad um, communicator and I thought I was really socially awkward. That's hilarious. Until to me. I moved here and Rebe always tells me I find friends in every place we literally, go. Literally, we go to TJ Maxx, we go to Frothy Monkey Coffee Shop, we literally go anywhere and I'm there doing the same exact thing as Candace and everyone talks to Candace. There's like, I love that bag. I love that sweater. Hey, where can you recommend a good place down the street? Like they love her. They love her. And I'm over here thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm so awkward and everybody thinks I'm weird. No, it's me. But those are the things that we get in our head. Those are the the lies that Satan tells us. It's down to that. Like, I can't go talk to this boy because I'm weird or because I'm socially awkward or he'll think I like him way more than I think I even do. You know, like all of those thoughts. And if you don't have the conversation first with God, second with your friends who can be like, no, no you're actually really fun or you're really good at this. What is in your mind? Or it's okay. It's just one date. Just getting to know him. Yeah. Whatever it is, have conversations. Maybe that's the key. No, I do think that that's one of the keys for sure. Here's the deal. I know not everyone's story is like mine and Candace's. I know you might have hurt, shame, confusion, a host of things that are connected with the topic of dating. But what I know for sure is that God is bigger than your situation. God can take any story and redeem it. Also grace, forgiveness, and love and healing. God wants that to be part of your story. If you have shame or hurt or frustration, anger, anything about relationships that's negative, start with your relationship with God I don't mean that to sound super cliche or anything. I just really know it to be true in my own life. When my conversation with him is the first thing and when I'm filling myself up with his truth from his word, everything changes. The perspective is there. You can recognize when the fear and the shame and the guilt is not from him. And you know what? That's exactly what the enemy is wanting. Of course, he wants to take something good like sex and marriage and twist it and make it cause you or I hurt or shame or fear. Please know that God can take that and over time in a sweet relationship with him can redeem your story, change your heart and use it for something beautiful. If you want to watch the documentary, I Survived, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, check out their website first, isurviveikdg.com for more information. On their website, it says it's releasing to the public sometime in November 2018, and it will be for free. You can stream it online. Where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs eleven fourteen.